All right. We're good to go. Um, Back again for a second podcast. Yeah, number two. Um, We got some agency glass drinks here. Some chapel sponsored. Yeah, chapel digital sponsored drinks. Um, And we just got done working out. Mm Mm-hmm. What did we hit today? Hit some hit some good back today. Okay, a couple of supersets. Um, yeah, it was a it was a pretty good workout. Coach good Cam, Coach Cam, yeah. <laughs> Coach, Coach Cam. Cam, there you go, dude. That's Getting your new shredded. nickname for sure. Yeah, yeah. that flows. Yeah, I like that. So you flew down from Washington. Yep. And you moved here actually recently, mm-hmm. which was like what two weeks ago? Yeah. No, it was actually longer. No, uh, it was about. Beginning of September, so it's it's been about a month and a half now. Okay, yeah, yeah. that is wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it well, yeah, because so I was in I was in Alabama for a little bit. I was just kind of moving around. Um, yeah, but yeah, man, it's Washington to Texas is so much different. But yeah, in, in a good way. Yes, if you have Texas the chance better. to go to Texas, make sure <laughs> Texas is where it's at. Oh, of course. Um, but yeah, so you moved down here. Mm-hmm. Um, we're full time going at it, you know, mm-hmm. at the agency. And what do you think about it so far? Yeah, dude, it's it's awesome. I mean, just getting into the ad space, um, it's really just it's something that's gonna be crazy in the future. Yeah. I mean, just getting into it now is is yeah. kind of just the move. Um and just kind of making that big shift, like it's kind of what you gotta do for business. Totally. Is you just gotta you just gotta jump into it. Kind of what we were talking about in the last podcast about action. Uh-huh. And like, you just got to take the action, go for it. There you go. And eventually it will work. That's crazy. So, man, I've never lived outside of Texas before. Like, yeah. I've always lived in Texas all my life. So like you traveled though. Yeah. 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 I travel. So, I mean, I was just in Vail, mm-hmm. went to Florida. Um, those trips are fun. Yeah. And thankfully I can travel and like, you know, do these things and still be able to work on, you know, while traveling mm-hmm. but the thing was is like me living in another state all my family's in texas mm-hmm. so like it just makes sense that you know um i mean i'm not gonna go outside of the state yeah right? but that's a big move for you know i think for somebody to move to a different state yeah it's not only like across the country but just the the culture and the the demographic of everyone is is so much different but that's the one nice thing about texas is it seems it's so real yeah everybody's nicer here. Every, yeah everyone's definitely Especially, yeah, just in the South in general, too. But everyone's happy in Texas, it seems like. No, yeah, dude. So. Anywhere you go, like, people are, like, friendly. Like, I remember mm-hmm. the first day you got here, we were, uh, you showed up with your bags outside. Mm-hmm. And literally, you dropped your bags off. We instantly went over to uh, this bowling place, right? Yep. And all these people we were running into on the way, and everybody's like, I'm introducing you to people on the mm-hmm. way. And you're like, man, everybody's so friendly in Texas. And, like, literally, we stopped, like, three different times. And then on the way back, we... Stuff like four more. Oh, yeah, we and went out to dinner. And then went to dinner with some yeah. people. That's just like Texas for you, dude. Yeah. It's just it's just cool like that. Yeah. The vibes are real. Never happens where I was from, so it's <laughs> it's nice to have that 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 personal connection with people. So Yeah. And it's cool. Yeah, honestly, so one thing I did really want to talk about is Surge. Okay. And knowing more about that because it's kind of been like like everyone's hearing about it and it's yeah. gonna be huge. But I just wanna know like what's going on in the background and what is it going to be looking like what's going to be happening so i guess Mm -hmm. first off what's going to be looking like yeah so right now we've been developing surge io which is our you know uh ad software that's essentially 
We want to help with ad attribution mm -hmm. tracking post iOS 14. Um, so that way we can better attribute results and know exactly what uh, is coming from our campaigns when we're running ads. Mm -hmm. So that way if you have like purchases in Facebook, um, and a lot of times like now, like marketers are struggling with like making sure that the data is authentic, that's totally. coming through mm -hmm. because things are getting misattributed. And then in like, let's say their e-commerce side or their uh, lead side where they're capturing some of these UTMs or URL parameters or different, you know, sets of data is not lining up with what they're seeing on the ads manager. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of like coming in and bridging the gap because we're creating our own tracking script. Yeah. So that way we can, you know, develop something where we're able to track, you know, more accurately with, uh, you know, somebody hitting a site, going through the process, tracking that entire, you know, customer journey, mm -hmm. giving a timeline, and then also knowing which UTMs and which touch points are resulting in the sale. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, tracking that back into a dashboard that's custom on Surge that we've developed. So that way people can literally see within their columns, like what the actual purchases are and where they originally came from. Yeah. And like each touch point that that person was at. That way you can better optimize your audiences. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if somebody comes from a cold audience and then ends up purchasing from the retargeting, you have that customer journey. Or if they jump to Google after seeing a Facebook ad, you know, that's the journey you want to know about. Yeah. So like, that's really the whole premise that we've started with on surge. And it's been about, I don't, I guess nine months now or 10 months now we've been developing it. Yeah. It's just been a grind. I've just been watching it. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. We have like five full-time people going at it mm -hmm. and you know, we're like an insane amount of money already invested into it. Uh, but you know, day and night constantly making improvements on it. We're going through tests. We're coming out, you know, successful. Some things are, you know, Minor tweaks have to be fixed. There are problems that we run into, but yeah, we're getting closer and closer to what date we're trying to launch for. I don't want to give an official date because there's always some things that can happen, but mm -hmm. you know, ideally we do want to be live here pretty soon. Okay. Um, and onboarding people. And yeah. we already have, you know, a great deal amount of signups. Lots of people are excited for it. Uh, you know, Facebook reps are even like recommending it. So yeah, definitely that's super exciting. Um, but yeah, there's going to be trainings on it when it releases. Mm -hmm. People are going to know exactly what's happening when we go through that process. Uh, and then, yeah, and we're trying to make it really affordable for, you know, the average small business, large business to literally get on here and have, you know, their clients or themselves be able to afford it and get the best value out of it. Yeah. And this doesn't just stop with Facebook. Over time, we're going to be developing this into, you know, something where it's on TikTok, Google and integrating all these platforms mm -hmm. together. Yeah. And that's the, that's the one thing is that I have been able to see a demo of it, which is yeah. just, just the... I guess the front view of it and UI. <clears throat> exactly. And that's one of the biggest things with, with all these platforms. I mean, thinking of like, um, one that just pops into my mind is like active campaign. And when you go in, it's just, it's just data and emails and everything. But the one thing with surge is once you go in, it's just, it's all organized. It's so simple and yeah. organized. And like, it's just like your ads manager, you get your campaigns, you, you get your ads, you see exactly which ad is attributing the sale. And then it shows you the exact person and per day, it's, it's the exact same thing. It's so, cause obviously there's a lot of time put in a Facebook ads manager. People, they, totally, dude. they're, they're People making sure that it's there. exactly. And like they make sure that it's organized and like that it's perfect yeah. so you can see everything. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And we have this cool feature too. Now, like this is so, this is so badass because I always wanted this in the ads manager. Like, you know how you make your custom columns? Yes. Um, now, like what we're doing is like, yeah, you have custom columns, but you can drag and drop them like in between, like you can move a column over, drag oh, and drop it mm -hmm. and like super like UI friendly. So like you can be quick and snappy yeah, with it. Cause that take, took forever before. Yeah. Because you have to load that. You know how long it takes to load that column thing? Oh this yeah. This one's like a quick drop down. You click, 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 and then mm -hmm. you can drag and drop where you want them in the dashboard. You don't even need like a, you know, 
a separate tab to pull open. Yeah. So we're simplifying a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And like with us having so many years of experience, we're, we're, we've taken so many different, you know, advertisers. And since it's made by marketers, like literally our dev team has e-commerce stores. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, literally. Like yep. it, it's built for marketers by marketers. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, people can sign up for beta mm-hmm. right now. Um, and then people will start getting notified. You might not get an email right away, but what's going to happen is as more and more people get onboarded, they'll be able to, you know, get invited to sign up and start using it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, I feel like it's going to be so game changing, especially with the whole lifetime value. Yeah. Just being able to see that customer and like the entire journey is going to be so important moving forwards and not only just with tracking and accurate tracking, it's just going to be, it's going to be a game changer, not only for individuals, but for agencies as well, because some of the competitors out there are charging an arm and a leg for for that type of service. And if you can just have it all simplified, yeah, individuals can use it, and as well with agencies, and then recommending it to yeah, clients. And totally, yeah, we're gonna make it you know friendly for businesses, agencies, mm-hmm. so that way they can you know share it with their clients and get them onboarded. Yeah, and we're putting a lot of security measures in place to be very privacy driven and data driven. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, we're protecting it. We're going to have two different, you know, I don't want to get in the details of how it works, but we're going to make sure uptime is up and, you know, there's going to be notification systems for everybody to know exactly what's going on real mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And how the data is being tracked. Yeah. Cause, cause not only with, um, with Facebook, but as well with TikTok on there, that's obviously going to be coming in the future because those are really going to be, cause when you kind of think of paid, uh, paid social right now, yeah. you really just think of Facebook. Sure. And paid search is... Google, maybe Amazon, but that's kind of a little it's, bit different. Yeah, a little bit of a different game. Yeah, but like paid social is really, that's a big game that's going to be growing and there's not only going to be one platform. With TikTok. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just going to keep going. But but right now, obviously, Facebook and TikTok takes a while to take over the game, but TikTok's coming up yeah. and having both of those on the same platform where you can just, it's all, it's all organized and you can know which source is coming from which is just going to be... Being able to adjust your budgets yeah. is going to be huge. Exactly. So, like, that's another thing. Like, we'll be able to – I mean, we don't have to talk too much more in detail, but the thing is is once the other platforms are connected, we'll be able to shift budgets between mm-hmm. them, which will be really good. Um, and, yeah, so, like, on the TikTok ad side, that's really starting to take off. Mm-hmm. We're seeing that with client results now. It's really working. And, you know, we've had enough time now where we're spending – literally 100k a week yeah with some clients mm-hmm. on tiktok ads and it's a creative game it's a whole Constant. different dynamic mm-hmm. you see reels you see snapchat spotlight you see youtube those are the things that are like really making a big difference here yeah so i mean we're putting a lot of focus on creating content specifically to those placements mm-hmm. and like you're literally seeing creators take off right now mm-hmm. from organic tiktok and organic instagram reels youtube spotlight you just one post one and it post. can just, it can just explode. Yeah. 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 It's going to be, um, it's really going to be a game changer, especially with TikTok ads. Cause that's not only with the budget changes that you can make, because it, it's not the same as Facebook with the whole like 15 to 20% where you could just, you can just launch a budget on yeah. TikTok and it can, you can, you can really scale, but it really is that constant creative that you kind of, everything's kind of moving pretty quickly. And so just having that, that next creative and seeing what's coming next, 
And if you can hit that right with the right ad, mm-hmm. you can you could sell out a product immediately. You can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have the top six trending ad right now on yeah. TikTok. Mm-hmm. That's wild. It's in the U.S. Yeah. It's pretty hard to do. Yeah. A lot of people spending money on there. Yeah, and it's just it was just finding that right creative. Yeah. Seeing what seeing what works with the audience. It's kind of like Facebook, but it's a lot more. It's completely different. It's more of UGC content. Yeah, really mm-hmm. focusing in on like being content specific mm-hmm. and how you script out things. And really, you can have creators really do a lot of the heavy lifting, mm-hmm. but once brands start to learn how to do that content, that's going to be a big shift that exactly. we'll probably see here pretty soon as that's well. That's going to be a whole other industry, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's really giving a lot of creators an opportunity to make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with not only with branded content on Facebook, but that's going to be, I feel like that's going to be the entire, the entire game on TikTok. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's working really well right now, but we're also seeing like the retargeting work better with like branded side mm-hmm. content mm-hmm. because once they see it from the user and then the brand, but they become aware through the creators. Mm-hmm. But I think there's more of a direct conversion correlated with the uh, brands because mm-hmm. It's very focused on the product or service and offering, whereas like on on a creator side, if they don't have a script that they're following, it can be harder for them to execute, right? Because Mm -hmm. they're making it for their following and what Mm -hmm. they're following it like, which isn't a bad thing. I think that we're just seeing something where if you run that in an ad, it doesn't necessarily scale to the size of all of what TikTok would relate to. Yeah. Unless you know how to find somebody who's really relatable. Yeah. You know, like the bigger creators who can get that big reach that mm-hmm. know what resonates with, you know, big audiences. That's going to be kind of like the more the, the consulting side where you get the creator and then, because they might have that, that smaller portion audience. But if you're trying to reach an audience that's a couple 30 million and they only have a 30,000 uh, size audience, I mean, they have to be able to to resonate. Yes. Especially if you're trying to scale. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you see when we take content from TikTok and use it on clients at the agency? I sort of feel like it's almost reversed, where when we use that more like TikTok style content in a retargeting ad, it's a lot more engaging. Really? Yeah. In terms of conversions? Mm-hmm. Especially Seriously. for more of the. Um, like a social stacked audience, if you're going after like just Instagram followers, Facebook followers, mm-hmm. they kind of like that fast paced content um, yeah. in the retargeting where kind of just like a more direct image or video, just exactly calling out the product. It's almost just with possibly just the Facebook algorithm is better at finding the content in cold or finding the, the customer in cold with kind of that more direct, just immediate product. Because the algorithms are more in tune. Exactly. Where where TikTok There's is a lot more data. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, it's like TikTok. They just need that fast paced. Yeah. So on TikTok right now, what we're seeing is like with the audiences for an app install campaign for a client we have, uh, Octi. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing is like now the audiences you can target apps. We're used to you would only mm-hmm. be able to target a category called app, but now you can target specific app sub interests, which are like game apps or tech apps or you know, home cleaning apps, mm-hmm. food delivery apps. And soon you'll start to be able to target brands as more and more get mm-hmm. on there. And there's a lot more interest audiences to go after specifically there, mm-hmm. uh, which is opening up a big wave for us to be able to go after unique audiences that we haven't been able to previously. So they're mm-hmm. developing the platform pretty fast right now. Yeah. That'll just 
tune in the algorithm. The more and more audiences they get, they'll just be able to figure out who to go after. And, and we're in Q4. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen with the uh, holidays on TikTok? Oh. Organic, I bet. Yeah, because really last year, I mean, yeah, they didn't even – it was nothing compared to this year. The amount of data that they have. Yeah, now, exactly. Yeah, it's going to be because they're really focusing on the ad side now. Yeah, it's really going to be something that people have never seen before. I yeah. think. I hope they adjust their creator funds because, as a creator, mm. like YouTube paid like I believe some like thirty-eight billion. Yeah. For their fund, it mm. actually is not even considered fund. They just pay that out to creators. Mm-hmm. You can have a video with a thousand views on YouTube, and you can make five hundred dollars in mm. some cases. Crazy. Right, depending on what bracket you're yeah. in for a CPM. Mm-hmm. TikTok, you get a million views, you might get paid a couple of pennies. And their fund is like a two billion or a billion dollars. Snapchat's like a million a day, so it's like three hundred and sixty five million. Instagram just opened up a fund for like two billion hmm. or across Facebook and Instagram. So that's nothing compared to YouTube. Yeah. Thirty eight billion. And you that's... wonder why all these kids want to be YouTubers, right? Mm-hmm. Because I mean like that's where money comes in from ad revenue and there's a lot spent there and people are literally paying like six, 10, $20 a click. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is on TikTok, advertisers are starting to put more cash there. And like, I know as an agency, we're helping both the, that side of the business. Plus being a creator, we're going to see the benefits mm-hmm. of that, but we're pouring more marketing dollars there, which if TikTok decides to switch from a fund to like consistently paying out their creators rather than having a limited, set number of dollars to give out if they switch to a model that's like all right this is our business model not to have a fund and do what youtube does which Mm -hmm. is like we're going to dedicate a percent of all of our revenues towards you know creators that's going to allow people to really focus on that and that's why you see a lot of people now on tiktok jumping to these other platforms Mm -hmm. transferring their followers because like they know they're getting like tens of millions of views and not getting paid for it Mm -hmm. it's like very little money you know a million video views might not pay yeah but that's on youtube that's like that's a paycheck right there yeah definitely (laughs) some people could buy a car off of a a million something views Mm -hmm. depending on the like category they're in like finance like i know like those are some um you know like graham's channel yeah good season finance he has high cpms Mm -hmm. and he publicly announces that yeah right being in the marketing space you're gonna have high cpms anything business related because you have you know typically you skew higher wealth audience like they have a larger net worth typically because they're interested in those categories mm-hmm. whereas like a comedy channel or like a uh you know uh, a kid's youtube channel might not pay as high in cpms because mm-hmm. the audience is you know they might not even have access to a credit card yeah unless you're going after the parents of the kids right which mm-hmm. the parents are subtly in the background knowing about it mm-hmm. right yeah do you so. think that's because of do you think that they're able to charge that much more or spend that much more because of the the algorithm or do you think it's because of the the type of audience that they're really able to like hone in on this person watches this type of content here yeah so here's what's happening so you have like a credit card company Mm -hmm. amex american express wants to get in front of people who are interested in credit cards Mm -hmm. so they target people who are interested in credit and finance yeah and then all these people who are making videos on how to, you know, improve credit or how to um, get access to all these points, people who are interested in that type of stuff is like, you, you know, it's that. very specific. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be, you know, Amex isn't just going after them. You have Chase and you have, you know, all these other banks. And then you have all these small credit card companies that are startups. And then you have all these 
you know, uh, other brands that have like club memberships, like Hotel Marriott and like mm -hmm. Hilton and all these different things going after the same thing. That ends up raising the cost for a bid, you know, because the CPMs then get raised and you have like what is called like a RPM, which is like, um, you know, the revenue you make per mile, uh, which essentially is like if you get a thousand, you know, views, you have a set RPM and then you have a set CPM, hmm. CPMs for the advertiser, right? And you still see your CPMs, but RPMs is like what you're averaging for um, your channel overall. Okay. So you might have a really high CPM on a video, but maybe most of your videos have low CPMs. So your RPM is going to be a little bit average. So it's different per video. It always... Yeah. Your RPM will do your channel average. Okay. You know, um, which gives you an idea of like what you're going to make on, you know, the average overall views. Mm -hmm. um, but your CPM is going to tell you per video because some videos pay a lot and some videos pay less. So that can kind of direct where your channel goes too because you can kind of see like... If you're financially motivated. Yeah. Yeah. Some YouTubers might opt to choose to go after topics that are you know, that mm -hmm. pay more. But at the same time, you have, even if you have a lower, you know, even if you get paid less per views, but you're getting millions of views, yeah. you can still go, you know, head to head with, in terms of pay with some of the biggest, you know, YouTubers and some of the, you know, guys who have maybe only a million subs mm -hmm. with a very specific channel. Yeah. So, I mean, like, at the end of the day, I mean, it, honestly, if they're just doing it for their passion, I think it, anybody's going to be excited about mm -hmm. what they get paid because most people are pretty amazed at what dollar amounts come out. Yeah. Yeah. That's what a lot of, um, <clears throat> like really successful business owners I'm seeing are doing as well. They're just kind of making a channel just for fun. They're really going for views and just more of like educational content at the same time. Yeah. But I mean, with those bigger channels as well, you're not only like obviously with the the more like general just uh, funny content that people post and like pranks and stuff. It's mm -hmm. still you still have the algorithm backed by everything, so it's still a view. Right. And even if the CPMs aren't high for for the for the category that you're in, you still have the algorithm. They know what you're watching. Yeah. They're still it's so direct. Yeah. And there, and then you have the monetization aspect of it where you like mm -hmm. sell other items. Yep. That's a big avenue for creators. Mm -hmm. What yeah, do you think if, about that? If that was able to be targeted and I think we were talking about this last time with uh, when we were talking about rice gum and where if they were able to really start promoting that with like retargeting audiences and being able to just hone in on on those type of audiences. And, yeah. Yeah. So some creators might say, Why don't I just, you know, continue promoting it in my mm -hmm. videos because I already have the views. Why pay to get back in front of them? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's touch points at that point. It's it's really just the amount of times that you can show. I mean, that's that's why frequencies are so important with right. Facebook well, ads. Yeah, but let's say they go to another person's channel. Now you can get your like merch showing on their channel. Oh, you mean retargeting them through yeah, other people's channels. Oh, exactly. <laughs> That'd be genius. Yeah. Yeah, cuz then Yeah, I think it's at that point it's it's just touch points. It's being able to just if you show up more than someone else, that's why the biggest brands in the world are always, that's why they run ads on TV. It's not because mm -hmm. they want you to convert off of an ad on TV. It's just because they want you to see that ad. They're focusing on brand. Exactly. Like it's, it's always going to be in the back of your mind. Yeah. And I think that if they were able to take advantage of that and not just, I do like the, the style of having a drop and it can build the hype around that, mm. but just having three, four, five other touch points just really quick, I bet you could double, triple conversions per drop if they were doing it that way. Yeah. 
That makes me think, I wonder how much of a factor when creators do brand deals for mm -hmm. other brands, not themselves, where they get paid to do it. I wonder how much of a factor that helps lift their overall view count or brand. Because you think, like, think about like Nike sponsoring an athlete that athlete then getting all these ad dollars pushed behind them. And I've been testing this myself, right? Where they get all this big budget put behind them. They're mm -hmm. on TV way more uh, and they're being shown and people might actually discover them through these commercials or ads. Mm -hmm. And then that builds their own following, which then they can monetize more. Nike can. That's my, or outside of Nike, the creator. I see what Because the brand is putting up budget. Mm -hmm. And so they become, they grow. Yeah. Like I have a sponsor, uh, for my TikTok, and literally, it's called Taylor Brands, right? So, mm. and good logos, <laughs> yeah, good logos. Mm -hmm. um, they don't sponsor the YouTube though. Mm. Um, so on TikTok, I make a post, right? They put so much ad dollars behind it that the video will literally get three to five million views. Mm -hmm. And then when I go to my Google search, some of the highest search queries I'm finding out when like I see these analytics for us. Is like it'll say my name next to theirs, really? and like it's becoming one of the highest search terms. Is it's becoming you know associated with their brand. Mm -hmm. It's like a win-win for everyone. Yeah, if you're doing the right deals. Mm -hmm. And the thing is with it, they're building the audience with their budget and getting a win out of it. I'm getting a win out of it, which is like just helping you know get a lot more reach. Yeah, which is crazy. Hmm. So it's a it's a big value prop, and I think you know. All these other brands that are also putting ad dollars behind these creators, it, it's probably helping a lot if oh, they're doing the right deals. Mm -hmm. And that kind of that kind of falls back into the like CPM category. It's like if you're able to like if there's another creator that's making more fun content or just throwing it out there, just like a prank video, they would not sponsor Taylor Brands because that wouldn't make sense for their audience. But for you in the marketing space that might pay more because it's more of a niche space. Totally. And, and there's a lot more yeah. influx of cash. Yes, in that space. exactly. Because so you have businesses putting up money. Mm -hmm. And it's finding that, yeah. that niche that you can be in. Yeah. Same thing with the CPMs for YouTube videos. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really any niche you could, once you start to really figure out the whole thing, mm -hmm. there's going to be some brands there that are going to have the big bucks, but yeah, there's probably definitely more lucrative ones than mm -hmm. others for sure. I would say. Yeah. That's kind of the different part about TikTok too, is that you can, it really doesn't matter what type of creator you are. If you can, if you can create the right content for someone in a branded post or uh, yeah, branded content as a, as a creator, you could really create an ad for any any brand if you're able to kind of just follow, maybe follow a script or um, maybe not for like a larger brand, but really maybe a smaller brand starting up. And that can really just, that can create new jobs for people. Um, so do you think we should do a training on organic TikTok? Oh, yes. Of course. I, you, 2022? I mean, people, people sell out with posts, yeah. one or two posts. Yeah. So, I mean... In mm -hmm. less than a year, grew to about 115,000 followers, averaging about a thousand to, you know, 1,500 a day. Mm -hmm. So, there are ways to, you know, figure this thing out. Oh yeah, um, slow growth in the beginning, but once you understand how the, uh, the algorithm, yeah, and not only algorithm, but really just human psychology. Yeah, the psychology of like what people think and what relates, what they want to watch. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you'll go viral if you're relatable. Yeah. The more relatable you are, the better it is. Yeah, you had those. Because 
what you were telling me about that, uh, you made a couple posts where it, it was it didn't grow from your channel necessarily, but someone else or it, someone else grabbed the post or something like that. Oh, promoted on there. Oh yes. So I'll have a post that'll be like a dud. Yeah. It'll hit like a dud to me is like ten thousand mm -hmm. views. But then somebody else will repost it, mm -hmm. and they'll get like three hundred. 700,000 views. Yeah. And then a bunch of other people see it and then it gets And then they post it yep. and it's just going everywhere and then I'm like, "Man, I wish I'd like mentioned <laughs> what's mm -hmm. going on because people are spreading my content." Yeah. And then then people don't even know who that person is. Mm -hmm. And so like I'll get like millions of impressions off of a tiny post, but it's not tying back to me. Yeah. So probably get some follows from that though. Maybe for the for the time being. Yeah. I see these scam accounts, dude. Oh, there's the a lot WhatsApps. Of those. Mm -hmm. I don't use WhatsApp. If anybody sees WhatsApp comments from me, it's not from me. I don't use WhatsApp. There's like investment comments, dude. This is ridiculous. This is why they need to verify my TikTok because I have like to block like 10 to 20 accounts on a regular basis because people are trying to scam my audience. Hmm. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. I see Instagrams all the time of. So that's another thing. Yeah. Somebody else had like a thousand followers of my page. Yeah. And they'd reposted everything and their reels were getting just as many views. Mm hmm. I was like, what in the world's going on here? Yeah, it's like tag me at least or something. Not even tag but. me. It's They're using my profile photo. Oh, yeah. In my name. I yes. I was thinking the people <laughs> that were using your content. Dude. but It's a scam. Yeah. There's a couple of those. Yeah. And so like, I have to block those. And then some people get such big followings that even if like I tell everybody to go block them, it still won't take down the page because they need so many people to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's a bunch of that's another thing like the fake you know accounts and fake news like they're they're really not the policing of accounts isn't as good as it could be no no it's another thing like well facebook's also in you know going through this stuff right now with the news yeah they're not even like you know removing false information they're yeah. actually promoting it in some cases mm -hmm. yeah they because it gets views yeah yeah it does yeah that's kind of why they promote some things that could be a little controversial but yeah. It gets people onto the platforms. So. Or entirely false. Yeah. Which is absolutely crazy to me. Yeah. And it's happening too mm -hmm. because like people are like, you know, saying I'm partnering with other brands or like certain agencies. I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah, no. <laughs> Do you think it's just too much content for them to like even take I think so. Into consideration. Like it's a lot. Yeah. And because of this whole thing of reposting from TikTok now, mm -hmm. it's almost like taking off the reins because now they're probably seeing such a big influx mm -hmm. of new content coming in, they're fine with it. Mm -hmm. Like Musically, you remember Musically? That was like the original TikTok. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So in Vine. Yep. Oh, and yes. Vine got yes. like, you know, purchased by. It was Twitter. Who who were they purchased by? Let's look it up. I almost want to say Snapchat. No. It couldn't have been Snapchat. No, I though. think Twitter purchased Vine. Um, but all of those creators ended up bouncing to YouTube. YouTube. You, yep. And making a career Logan out of it. Logan Paul. Jake. Yep. Yep. All those, those guys. guys Ended up going there. So who did so Vine get purchased by? Because Musical.ly didn't even get... I don't even think they got purchased by anyone. Yeah, they were purchased by Twitter. Oh, they were? Yeah. Wait, Snapchat or Vine was? Yeah, so Vine was purchased by Twitter, and Twitter then ended it. Like, mm -hmm. just stopped the project. Hmm. And, like, that original content was similar style to what that was Musical.ly then huge. popped mm -hmm. off. But the moral of the story was that short-term, that short-form content was always a big deal mm -hmm. and always really worked. But yeah, they shut down that platform and all these creators jumped to YouTube. Yeah, and then you have Musically, and so 
all this content would flood to Instagram, mm -hmm. and you'd have all these Musical.ly logos and Vine logos mm -hmm. on there, and it worked really well. But once they killed the projects, it ended up all that content just shifted to different platforms yeah. without the Vine logo, without the Musical.ly logo. But right now, TikTok's logos are showing up on Reels, but now Instagram's like fading out what those logos, yeah, they if they're in the video, they got Reels decreasing the reach. Yeah. So, why do you think why do you think it took so long? Cuz Vine was huge. Mm. Like when that was there, why do you think it took so long because that was the that was really the first vertical content that was short, like fast-paced that hit mainstream. Yeah, and like I'd say everyone right now that has I mean if you're if you're probably 18 and above, you you knew of Vine. Yeah. And it took the, like now we're seeing YouTube Shorts, TikTok just yeah now yeah you're yeah you're exactly why. So the question is why did all these other platforms just now decide yeah. to open up yeah you know a short avenue yeah it really content. doesn't because it's it was proven yeah that it worked but why did it take so long? Yeah. Why did, did, I think maybe they just saw the billion users on TikTok and you know they all woke up and said holy smokes yeah. we need this mm -hmm. kind of like with snapchat they tried to get purchased by what facebook facebook tried to buy them yeah they For didn't like get a billion or something yeah. a while ago. they turned it down mm -hmm. and then they're like all right we're just gonna launch stories yeah <laughs> yeah and that's... instagram stories got more you know users than snapchat did mm -hmm. in a way faster amount of time yeah that's true they didn't have those before um until snapchat that's right yeah yeah, that's crazy. That was all back in like 2016, yeah. 17. Weird. Weird times. Yeah, they're all just kind of like conforming together. Yeah. Like all with the same things, but like their own type of their own type of content. It's like they're split testing between platforms just to see what works the best. Yeah. It's crazy that, you know, Facebook and Instagram can just take that and then yeah. add it to their platform and mm -hmm. it just takes off. Even with Clubhouse, they mm -hmm. took the rooms and then Twitter had the rooms. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. So they took those hmm. and added Facebook rooms. I don't really know how much people are using them. I see them scheduled from time to time, but then all these other apps popped up. It's pretty crazy. Like Once you have like a big following, you got to hold on to it on mm -hmm. your platform. Otherwise, a lot of others can rip it off. Yeah. It's crazy how much, and I feel like it's just because everyone's so big now, but how much you see other platforms promoting their their ads on each other's platforms. Like I see probably like 10 ads about Snapchat running their own ads to try to get people to run ads. They on all Snapchat. do it, right? Yeah. And like TikTok does it too. And like, it's almost just like they're so big at this point that they're, they're just, just trying to, sh yeah, you're sharing mm -hmm. audiences. Yeah. And I don't know if in the future they're trying to like, I don't know if they're expecting other third party tracking softwares to kind of grab all the audiences and move them together and just yeah. see which budget goes to where. And it's not giving any ideas, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there you go. Yeah. So like, that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, with TikTok coming onto the scene and being like already passing like that billion count. Mm -hmm. I mean, at this point you'd think that the social media like giants would have already had a lock mm -hmm. on the industry, but it goes to show that they don't. Yeah. And that anybody can really come in and take over a huge portion mm -hmm. of an under, you know, rated thing. Yeah. It's almost like they, they found what was the most popular and just went after that. Yeah. And, and Clubhouse growth hacked. Invite only. That was that very was a crazy smart. period. That was like 
I, I believe back in December, and then December of last year, and then January, February. That was the big craze, mm-hmm. the three month period. The invite only was. I don't think I'd ever seen that before for a for a social media platform. Yeah, it was like an exclusive ordeal. Mm-hmm. I joined in October or November, which was really early. Yeah, um, and it was really cool because you could like talk to like a ton of, you know, people who are like actually holding high positions Mm -hmm. in politics, high positions in, you know, business, Mm -hmm. celebrities. It was pretty, like, exclusive. And, like, you could have some wild conversations with people, and it was really legit Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Now, obviously, everybody's, like, on there. Yeah. Um, Or most people, at least. I know that they have a big, you know, user base now, which definitely changes the culture. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, first, I just remember how, like, not only the, like the respect that people would give mm-hmm. in the rooms, but it was just it felt super exclusive. Like you felt like you were in a cool group. Yeah, it was a mm-hmm. little. Yeah, it was, it was small and personal. Mm-hmm. Small and personal for sure. Yeah. yeah, which made it more friendly. Oh, definitely. Like it was more real connection. Yeah, and not that it's not that way now. It's just that you just have a lot more people there, mm-hmm. and so you're just gonna get kind of the the masses because they had to keep it like that because anyone can just if you have a like a large room and people are talking like anyone do you think that kind of defeated the purpose which part in long term for them to gain all those users do you think they could have been more successful keeping it as like a exclusive thing well i think you think they gave out too many invites yeah because i remember once you once you were in a room for a little bit you got like like at first it was like you get like three invites and that was it. Mm. But now it's like, oh, you're one, in a couple one invite. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was you give one. that out, you get three. You give those out, you get seven. Because you had to keep list. You had to keep being in rooms and like. Yeah. But now Posting. it's just like. Mm-hmm. Now it's like you, you get like 15 invites and you can just invite a new one. So then it's, I mean, they, they did have to grow eventually. But I almost think that like keeping it more exclusive, um, it could have been better, but. I guess we'll see in the long term. Their ad, their ads, um, ads. Yep, they have ads now. They are. Uh, I was just, I was just listening to a room. Um, oh, really? You still get on? Uh, sometimes, yeah, because the um, okay. There's some, yeah, some big creators. Uh, you just listen to. Remember, like, like Grant Cardone is just in a room talking <laughs> with like 300 people. Um, still? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was kind I of didn't interesting. Know people are still getting on. Global oh House. yeah, yeah, it's. It's an interesting platform, but it, it seems like a like a specific type of group. But of you people. said there's ads. Yeah. So what they're trying to do now is have an ad when you go into the group, and so it's how's it work? So I think it'll be tied to kind of like paid search, where whatever the the group name is, okay, you can have an ad sort of attributed to that, kind of like with the YouTube videos. If it's an ad about, or if it's a group about credit or. Okay. Um, yeah, credit cards. So, and business. then like the ads are where, um, that they'll show up before you enter the group. Oh, no way. So you need to watch the ad really to get into the group. Ah, uh, yeah. I see. I feel like that wasn't the best execution though. What do you think? What do you think? I felt like though? having like the icons where the profiles are yeah. like in between people's like logos and profile images, you'd have like the sponsored ones with like oh. a little sponsored, like you know, sponsored S yeah. next to it. And it would have like the brand company. And if you clicked on it, it would give you, you know, details about that company. And like, they could write their ad copy in the bio. That was my idea that I thought would huh. work for Somebody their ad that. platform. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Clubhouse. Use yeah. that if you're not already. Um, but playing a video, it's like, 
-hmm. like a video or a recording or, or showing an ad before you enter the room, it feels kind of forced. I think that's, yeah. Cause really forced. There'd almost be, you'd have to watch that to be able to get into a room. Yeah. But then and if then, it's unrelevant. Yeah. They would have to make it targeted very well to be very relevant. right. Which I think a good first step would be the mm -hmm. icons because you, that's, if you're interested, you click on it and then you could teach the system. Yeah how to be more efficient with the advertising because then you learn who's engaging and then you take the keywords out of there. I think that makes sense at the beginning. Yeah. Cause at the beginning, like, yeah, that's a good point. Cause you need, you need some targeting. Yeah. To, and then people add interest to the profile, which helps give them more data. That's a good point. Yeah. And you see rooms, which is a smart move. And I guess they mm -hmm. are still growing, right? Yeah. Do you think they're going to be selling that? Because, I mean, obviously data, we talked about that last podcast, but, like, data is everything right now. Do you think they're going to be taking – because people write a lot of stuff. I don't think they're going to sell their data. No? No, I think that was strict in their policy that they're oh, not okay. getting that out. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a lot of info, very specific. People have bios that are pages long. Um, but, yeah, it was a good way to promote. But, I mean – We were doing the clubhouse thing. We are hitting those clubhouses pretty hard early on. Yeah. Spending – Quite a bit of time on there. We might do another room. Yeah. We have a group on there. It's called Facebook Ads for Experts. Beginners. Oh, yes. You mm -hmm. can join the group. It's like 7,000-something members strong on Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. Then you can follow us on Clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, mine's just at Chase Chapel. Yeah, I think mine's Cameron Snow. Cameron Snow. Yeah. And, you know, we're on there mm -hmm. from time to time. We might do another Clubhouse room, yeah. so we definitely like check it out. We 800 people group, uh, rooms. Yeah, we, we when we did rooms, we'd have like eight hundred to a thousand people in our rooms. Yeah. Like we were, you know, pulling audiences, mm -hmm. and because we we're dropping a lot of value for free, other oh, yeah. people were trying to like beat around the bush. Mm -hmm. and we're like, guys, we're, like we're just trying to get it. value. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, people did love the rooms. Um, but yeah, I mean, now that I, I do kind of miss it a little bit, but it's interesting to know that you're still hopping on and checking out rooms. Yeah. So yeah, people should definitely check out the Facebook mm -hmm. ads for beginners room. Because it's free to join, and anybody can join it. You don't have to get accepted. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but you can do a room on your own in there and like let other people in the community join and hang out with you. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Consistency's big there. That's yeah. The, you gotta hit the, yeah, you got to be there all the time. Yeah. Unless you can like plan out a room, like have it on all socials. But that's one thing that, like, that I'm seeing, especially yeah. on Clubhouse, because like, sometimes the notification will pop up. But like, the people that do are doing rooms, they're doing them. I mean, people do like 12-hour rooms. I can't believe it's, people are still doing 12-hour yeah, rooms. Yeah, it's crazy. That's wild Cause what to they, me. What they've started to do now is like it. all of the biggest hosts really just do like one to four rooms. Really? And what they do is they – the way that they keep the room going and keep it growing uh -huh. is by whenever one host leaves, the next host oh, will like take host. Oh, it's like they take shifts. Yeah. Oh my shifts. gosh, I saw this. Mm -hmm. I remember like always seeing a room on and you'd join and the room would be kind of silent mm -hmm. and they were like switching. Like playing music and stuff. Yeah, and it was like, yeah. this is like advertising for your room, but mm -hmm. there's not really like a constant flow. It's like somebody's taking in and somebody's not and people mm -hmm. are leaving their phones on and it was just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, people would just, yeah, people would like uh, try to talk to someone in the room. Like one of the. Wake bigger. up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Oh, I'm here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or sometimes they just wouldn't answer because it'd be like, they just have their phone on because I remember this. It's advertisement. People would leave their phones on yeah. at night until like three a.m. and then like you'd be waking up in like a different part of the world. Yeah, and people would join and be, they would like be like, oh, 
I was just waking up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> they like answer random questions. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's free advertisement. It's, it's like your own ad because it's in your bio. You have all Is that of your how stuff. They're it? Yeah. Oh my God. Cause if, well, they don't even talk. You just look they at just all leave the people. It. Yeah. Wow. And you get the moderator. <laughs> That's and... so, I so remember this. That's so wild. Dude. It's crazy. That's funny. Um, but we're about to meet up at, uh, go do dinner. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, here in the shops. Yep. Pretty cool spot down here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, podcast number two. Yep. Pretty cool. Very solid. Let us know what y'all Keep think about going. the podcast so far. Um, maybe some topics. Should they give us some topics? Oh, definitely. Yes. Some topics to go over. You know, what do y'all want to hear about? Definitely subscribe yeah. to the podcast. This mm-hmm. is a new podcast. You know, we're going to be shooting this content pretty regularly if y'all really like it. So definitely let us know because this is a different style of content. We've never done this type of content no. before. Yeah. Um, it's always Facebook ads. Yeah. Breaking out. Yeah. And we might invite some other team members on here with us. Yes. We might awesome. bring like Dion here. Yep. He'd be pretty cool. That'd be awesome. We'll have to get another podcast mic for him. Mm-hmm. So you might meet other people from our agency, Chapel Digital. Mm-hmm. We're like, we can bring on other people. Maybe we interview yep. people. Yep. So, or maybe we just interview people outside of, you know, the companies and like interview other, what, business owners. Mm-hmm. We could even do like celebrities maybe. Yeah. Um, keep influencers. Gen- we can talk to anyone. Yeah, keep we can talk general. to anyone. Maybe mm-hmm. name some people that you might want us to invite out to the uh, podcast. Definitely, we might hit them up and see what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely let us know. Like the video. What else should of they course. do? Follow us on Instagram. Okay. Um, the links yeah. are in the video for sure. Yeah. Give us some topics. We need some topics. Yeah. Let's hear. Y'all want to hear about um, not just specifically marketing related. Really talk about anything. No. Uh, cars, workouts, <laughs> whatever you want to hear. Okay. So there you go. Nice. Yeah. Well, cool. All right. That's the end of the podcast. That's a wrap. There you go. Sweet.